Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day three of our Live No Lies devotion on the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. And I'm going to read an abbreviated section of the scripture as Tori's part in the Devo also reads some scripture. The scripture is John chapter 8, verses 33 through 41. And it says this, But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. The devotional is titled, The Father of Lies, and it says... As feisty as he was tender, Jesus once told the Pharisees about who their father was. In John 8, 44, he says, You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Notice three things from Jesus' teaching about this mysterious creature he called the devil. Let's start with the obvious. For Jesus, there is a devil. The only way to make sense of evil and all of its intention is to see a force behind it. Second, for Jesus, the devil's end goal is to spread death. The devil's anti-life, pro-death, pro-chaos agenda is an insatiable fire. Jesus, on the other hand, is the author of life itself and an advocate for all that is good, beautiful, and true, specifically for love. God is love, and the devil is in rebellion against all that is God. His intent is to wreck love, one relationship, one community, one nation, one generation at a time. And this is why following Jesus often feels like a war. It is. It is not easy to advance daily into the kingdom of God because there's opposition from the devil himself. We feel this opposition every day. In that nagging inner tension as we're torn between the opposing desires of love and lust, honesty and saving face, self-control and indulgence. We feel this opposition in the struggle for faith in a secular age where so many cultural elites seem to have left faith behind. 
We feel this opposition in the breakdown of a society losing its center and spinning out of control. Finally, for Jesus, the devil's means are lies. Ironically, in Jesus' most in-depth teaching on the devil in all four Gospels, he speaks not of exorcisms, illnesses, or terrifying nightmares. Instead, he engages in intellectual debate with the thought leaders of his day about truth and lies. Jesus sees our primary war against the devil as a fight to believe truth over lies. How do we fight that war? That's what we're going to look at next. But why is it so important to the devil that you believe lies about God? Yeah, this is so true. And it's hitting very close to home for me because I think the older I get, the more I start to maybe get a little bit better at discernment or I can perceive a little bit better. And you start to see how many lies are being thrown around. Mm -hmm. Either it's simple things like people not doing what they said they would do. By the way, I'm guilty of that, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm not throwing shade at everyone else but myself, but I'm guilty of it. Even to the the nutritional labels they put on food, yeah. to what the media and how they portray things. And it's just like, wow, is everything around us fake? Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And when you trace it all back, just like what the devotional was saying, it started yeah. with an original lie by yeah. the father of lies. Yeah. He's never changed his MO, right? It's no. like you look back at Adam and Eve and he he takes truth. And I think that this is what's so foundational and important to understand is the enemy knows the Bible. The enemy knows the Bible better than we probably know the Bible. And so he will take truth and twist it by 1% so that it sounds somewhat right, but truth off by 1% is no longer truth. It is now a lie. And so if we don't know truth, truly down to our core, we won't be able to fight back the enemy like Jesus did in the Bible. And so we have to continually pray for this discernment that he's talking about to be able to see clearly what is true and what is a lie. Because Mm. just like that question at the end, why is it so important to the devil that you believe lies about God? Well, if we believe lies about God, God, then we're going to start questioning our identity. We're going to start leaning into culture. We're going to start becoming more susceptible to these things. And it's a really, really dangerous spiral to fall down. And I love that he was just, he just went, he went there. We are in a society that is losing its center and it's spinning out of control. And it's just like when you get caught in like that little white lie, right? Like that little white lie that everyone talks about. And then all of a sudden, there's this whole spiral of lies now. And it started with one tiny little white lie that you think is so innocent. And so we just have to be on our toes. Yeah. And I think the more we speak into the subject, um, I'm starting to feel incredibly impassioned about it. Mm -hmm. Even whenever you're reading the devotional, I found myself getting a little like, (laughs) mad yeah. right where well, I'm, righteous anger yeah, yeah i i'm i'm noticing myself like this is gonna sound so terrible i just want to punch the <laughs> devil right i i'm just gonna say it like yeah i'm finding myself understand the importance of this right. because 
Um, just like in John Mark Comer's other book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, where if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Well, it's like now this is part two. It's like, okay, well, now my eyes are open to the lies that I've been believing for so long. It's like now I'm frustrated. And I want to encourage you all. This is what I was meaning by me being impassioned, where I think we all need to take a step back from our immediate needs. Like, Yes, work needs you. Yes, your kid needs you. Yes, your phone needs you. Yes, sports need to be watched. Yes, 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 yes. I get it. Like, I get it. I'm with you, okay? But let's all just take a step back and think about it for a second and realize that the devil does not want you to walk in love. Yeah. The devil does not want you to experience God's love. The devil does not want you to reflect God's love. Mm -hmm. And he will do really creative tactics to get you to either be busy or to believe lies about God so you won't do God's will. And so once we acknowledge that, now we take a beat and we say, okay, I see this is happening. Now I'm going to pray for discernment that the Lord would open my eyes to the schemes of the enemy. And now I am going to go about feeding my children. I'm going to go about doing my job with excellence. I'm going to go do those things. But now my eyes are open so that way I'm not walking walking in lies, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing God's love into all right. those areas of my life. Yeah. You're actually equipped to fight the battle. Amen. You ready to pray sign out? I am. Dear heavenly father, Lord, we thank you for opening our eyes to this Lord. We pray that you would continue to increase our discernment when it comes to what is truth and what is a lie. Lord, we're surrounded by lies. We're in a society, like he was saying, that is spiraling, that has lost Mm -hmm. its center. We, We don't have our equilibrium right, Lord. And so we just pray that you would recenter us, refocus us, that you would reignite this passion for your word and your truth, Lord, that we would know it so well that when a lie comes, we would be able to recognize it and would not fool us for even a second, Lord. Would you equip us to fight the battle, Lord, that spiritual battle that is raging every single day so that we can be faithful, that we will look like your children, that we will be set apart and not ashamed to be different than society. Lord, we pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and take a step back and remember where God is leading you. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios. Adios.